You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you had a great weekend. I know it's Labor Day today, so a lot of you aren't on your normal schedule. You might be listening to this until later on in the day, but that's okay. Tonight we're gonna today we're gonna talk about uh, the Bachelorette a little bit. Tonight's episode, the next two nights episodes, all the stuff going on in Bachelor Nation. There isn't a ton, at least that happened over this weekend. Um, but a few things. We're gonna talk about Big Brother last night and the thing that absolutely just eats at me all the time, every season. Ugh. And then we're going to get a little sports because, hey, it's football season, people. I'm excited. You're excited. We're all excited. But we'll get to that momentarily. Don't forget, today's podcast is brought to you by Dame Products. When you think of vibrators, you think of Reality Steve. Or at least you should. Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex that you'll look forward to. Use code REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. That's REALITYSTEVE. That's the promo code. That's going to get you 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. So let's get started here tonight and tomorrow night, a two-night overnight date episode where they go down to Mexico and Rachel and Gabby each have three men left, as we know, Rachel's men. Artino, Zach, and Avon. For Gabby, it is Johnny, Jason, and Eric. And obviously there's going to be a lot of drama over these next few nights. The promos all season have teased all the weirdness that goes on in Mexico. And as you know, I don't have any details, really, in terms of exact details of what goes down in Mexico. I haven't had them all season, so I wouldn't expect anything to uh, change in these next couple days. We'll just have to watch the episodes play out, see how it goes down. And, you know, I mean, I think that there's a lot that can be said for the edit, and I think that we've been shown certain things this season to maybe set up what we're going to see. Um, I know that Johnny... The thing with Johnny and... Gabby is, I think their separation, it's, it's tough because yeah, I was told weeks ago, Johnny leaves and I'm like, okay, but I, that doesn't necessarily mean he does because I know the way certain things are said and certain things are passed around and it's like you want, it's like they want certain narratives to get out there. Because I remember hearing way early on in the season, and I didn't report it because I couldn't get it confirmed, I was told, like, yeah, Chris left on his own. It's like, really? <laughs> so that just goes to show, like, anybody who leaves before a rose ceremony, it's always like, oh, I, th- they left. Eh. For the most part, you don't get to choose when you leave on the show. You don't get to pick your own edit. Chris was the farthest thing from Chris leaving. Guy was booted out of the mansion for being an ass. So let's not get carried away. I had heard that Johnny left. My guess is it's more of a she's either further along with Jason and Eric or it's just determined that he's not at the right place and she agrees and it might be just a kind of a mutual thing. But, I mean, it is possible. We have seen people leave and just say, I'm not ready on the overnight. Sometimes the lead tells them, you know, it's just it's not there for me and send you home. But 
there have been people for sure that have left on their own late in the game. But with Johnny, he, I, I can, you know, we've seen the promos of Gabby walking away from him on the beach. It's, um, and him looking all bum. So I think that there's something to that. How it goes down and how it's actually shown, that I don't know. And it's tough to get exact details on that. But same thing with Zach. Like I said, I don't know the exact Zach details. The conversation with Jesse where, you know, Jesse is confronting him, telling him he needs to talk to her. and Or he's... Is it Jesse that says it or Zach that says it? I don't even remember off the top of my head. But, um, you know, like I said, what I was told earlier this year when I finally gave out the finale spoilers about four weeks into the season, I was told Zach finished third this season and Avon finished second. So we'll see exactly how it plays out in that way because I don't have any um, exact details. But that's the next two nights. So... Tonight, tomorrow night, you've got overnight dates. Next Tuesday, because Monday Night Football is on ABC, the next two Monday nights, the 12th and the 19th. So next Tuesday, the 13th, is part one of the finale. Part two of the finale is the following Tuesday, the 20th. And for those that are still confused on what does a two-night finale mean, they've done this before, they just haven't split it up over two weeks. They've done a two-night finale back-to-back where Monday night it was like, what was filmed in the finale, plus the live segments with the audience and having alumni back and stuff like that. But they just did it on Monday, Tuesday. Now they're just doing it Tuesday the 13th and Tuesday the 20th. So you're going to get a lot of taped segments from what happened back in May in Mexico, then go into the live portion interspersed throughout the episode of Jesse coming in and out of commercial break, and maybe they will be talking to the leads or maybe they will be talking to alumni, but you're going to get that on the 13th. And the 20th. I don't think this is something to where it's someone gets their finale on the 13th and someone else gets it on the 20th. And we're not even going to see the person who got it on the 13th on the 20th. I I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. That would be really weird because then you'd be setting yourself up for, well, why would you give, why would people to people have their choice of who they like better? Maybe. So they would just tune in for one of them. You want to get your maximum audience for both episodes. So I think both women will be a part of both episodes. I don't see, I don't think the fact that Gabby starts dancing with the stars on the 19th matters because the next night she can still be in a live segment on the finale for part two on the 20th. I don't think that matters, but I guess we'll see it play out. Other things happening in Bachelor Nation this weekend The brother of Hannah Brown got married to Haley Stevens. Haley Stevens was the woman Jed was quote-unquote dating before he left to film the show. Haley Stevens, a two-time guest on the podcast while that was all going on. It's just, you know, talk about six degrees of separation. It is very weird, I guess, that the woman who essentially ended Hannah Brown and Jed's engagement is now married to Hannah's brother since they got married over the weekend. Just a weird story all around. And I have no idea what Hannah's relationship is with her brother now that he's married to her or the whole time they were dating. I don't think she's really ever addressed it other than given generic answers. Like who knows what the real truth is if 
she really approves of it or not. I have no idea. I'm not going to speculate if she does or doesn't. But it's got to be a little bit awkward, right? It just, how do, how can it not be? But, yeah, they got married this weekend, Hannah Brown's brother and Haley Stevens. Uh, her brother's name is Patrick and Haley Stevens. And I remember when Haley came on the podcast, one of the first things she said, I think, when Jed was on the show and the first, like, weird thing that she noticed was Hannah Brown's brother started following her on Instagram. And clearly they've been talking ever since, but I remember her bringing him up a couple times on the podcast and she thought it was weird. And, you know, I don't want to rehash the Jed story. It's all out there if you want to go do a deep dive on it again. But again, a situation where a guy clearly is leading a woman on and saying things in his mind. He's thinking that he's not serious with this woman yet. Every single one of his actions and things that he said, I shouldn't say every single one of his actions, but things that he's saying, things that he's writing, meet me at the dock or wait for me at the dock, whatever he wrote are completely opposite. And then they're like surprised when the woman is like, but I thought you were into me. What made who gave you that idea? Oh, I don't know. The fact that we went on a trip, went on a trip together a month before you left for the show. The fact that you told me you were going on the show just so you could finish top five and improve your career. Telling me to wait for you. I mean, yeah. I, it, the whole thing is bizarre. I, I just, I, I'm not even going to try and understand it. But hey, congratulations to Patrick and Haley. And also in Bachelor Nation news, <laughs> I, uh, I think that there's, with Bachelor starting in a couple weeks, well, put it this way. The finale, as we know, is Tuesday night, the 20th. It's not going to start before then. It doesn't make any sense. They have, they're not going to be filming a Bachelor season and then for one night just stop everything to be like, oh, we got to go film this uh, finale here. No, they're not going to, they have to have everything done with Gabby and Rachel's season before they begin filming the Bachelor. It's the way it's always been. It's always filmed after the Bachelorette finale and or the Bachelor in Paradise finale, which is usually around this time or mid-September. But since everything got pushed back, they will finish that and then begin filming probably that weekend. So if Tuesday is the 20th of September, my guess is they start filming uh, that weekend, the twenty Friday or Saturday, the 23rd or 24th. I mean, that's just kind of the way it's always been. I don't see why it would be anything different this year. But it's not starting before then. Any reports of that, oh, it's going to start in a couple weeks before. No, it's not It's not starting before they're done filming Rachel and Gabby's season because they're not. They still have to film the live show on the 20th and the After the Final Rose. So, again, more misinformation out there, more misreporting that um, people claim to be fact. <sighs> same old, same old. All right, let's talk a little Big Brother if you followed me for the last couple of years, you know that the first season that I ever watched of Big Brother was season 21. Granted, not a great one. Panned by critics. And so this is my, what, the third? This is the season 24. So after 21 was an All-Stars, and then we had last year's season, and then this year. And then I, I have watched the three celebrity ones. And I can honest to God say, I will say it till I'm blue in the face. There is absolutely nothing funny about Zingbot. 
It's dumb. It's literally jokes that a fifth grader could write. It's not funny at all. And the over-exaggerated laughs and the over-exaggeration by the contestants of getting zinged by Zingbot is so annoying to me every season. Hey, some of you probably love it and you think it's funny. That's fine. Comedy is subjective. But to me, this isn't comedy. It's not even... Look, when four... I think four four of the seven people left got zinged for their looks. Like, that's not funny. For a show that... Is really supposed to be anti-bullying? That's kind of a form of bullying, saying Michael's face is an issue. And Taylor's icy cold. Ooh, really burned her. Monty, you're boring. Like, if we're rating roasts on a 1 to 10 scale, the Zingbot roasts are literally a negative 5. You want to roast? Go watch Comedy Central roasts of celebrities. Those are really hard and like deep digs at people calling Taylor icy and cold. Okay. Monty, you're boring. Uh Brittany, you have crazy eyes. Okay. That's an insult to her looks. Like really? We need to go there. Monty, you're boring. Michael, your face. Terrence, you're old. (laughs) Literally. There's no, and these and these contestants are eating it up like, oh my god, you got me! Whoa, you got oh Zingbot! Woo! What? <laughs> this is so stupid. Oh, and you know what? Assuming I'm still doing the daily roundup next summer, I'm gonna say the exact same thing. You just like cut this part of the podcast out and just play it on a loop for every season of the big of Big Brother that goes by because I'm gonna say it. Because there's nothing funny about Zingbot. There's nothing scathing about it. There's nothing remotely creative about it. Nothing. But people think it's the funniest thing in the world. And every season, they're looking forward to it. Hell, last night in the episode, all the contestants were like, oh, can't wait for Zingbot. Zingbot literally looks like a a robot that would teach a fourth grade class things. Don't get me. I was going to say, don't get me started on Zingbot, but I've literally talked about it for two and a half minutes. I'm sorry. It's not funny. It never will be. Unless they ramp up their rows to like 10. Now, I get it. This is CBS. This is network television. They're not going to say the things that they say on the Comedy Central rows. I get that. But these are still so, so tame. And bordering on a form of bullying, talking about people's looks. I I just, really? Brittany can't control her eyes. She was born with them. And that's the only insult you could come up with? All right. But I, let's get away from Zingbot. Let's talk about the game real quick. What Michael's doing, I, like I said, I'm not a, I only go back to season 21, so someone's going to have to help me out here. Has there been anybody? I got to believe there's somebody in 24 seasons that was really good at vetoes and challenges, but Michael, three head of households and four power vetoes, or am I off by one on each or something like that? He's got to have at least seven wins. 
And there's still seven people left. He's going to get more wins, whether it's head of household or a veto competition. But as Monty was talking to, who was he talking to about it? Terrence. All it takes is one miss. Because obviously Michael can't compete in the head of household next week. So he will be part of the power of veto. And if he gets power of veto, if he's in there, all it takes is him not to win it. And he can be swapped out. You know, whoever wins it, he can be swapped out. And because it seems like four people want him out. Taylor, Terrence, Monty, and Turner. So one of those people is probably going to win power of veto if Michael doesn't on a week that he can't be HOH. And assuming they stick to their plan like they were talking to last night, if Michael doesn't win any week where he doesn't win head of household or power of veto, it sounds like he's going home. Which would be a shame because he's been the best player this season. I know some people aren't like, oh, you can't base it all on comps. Well, to me, that's like Survivor. I, I, I always have a hard time. If somebody really dominates in, in competitions but social games sucks, I guess it all depends on who the person is and who they're up against in the finals. But, you know, people look at that. You can ask, like, right now, who's going to win? It's impossible to know who's going to win because you don't know who's going to win future HOHs and power veto. If Michael gets to the final two, he's winning. He has a better resume than everybody out there. He might have a better resume than all the other ones combined. Like, how can you not? He's, if he gets to the finals, no matter how much people wanted to vote him out, they're, hell, they're all saying it right now. He's going to win if he gets there. He has to slip up. We have to get him out. I just don't know if that's going to happen. I can't predict the future because you just don't know what the comps are, what the challenges are going to be, what the HOH competition is going to be. You just don't know. It could be something where, you know, someone like Monty just does better. And... You know, kind of like that bouncing ball. Remember when they bounced the ball on the guitar? Like, that wouldn't be a skill that only Michael would be better than everybody else at. Because Kyle, I believe, won that one. I don't even remember if Michael was able to compete because he might have already been outgoing HOH. I don't remember. But I'm saying something like that, that just seems like pure luck. Because that's not something you can practice. You can practice putting together puzzles, which he dominated last night. So it's going to be really interesting. If he gets to the final two, he wins. Period, end of story. It's not even going to be close. I don't care who he's sitting against. He's going to beat everybody there. But the question is, if he doesn't win an HOH, or next week, if he doesn't win power of veto, he's gone. And they'd be stupid not to get him out because they all know he's going to be win- He's going to win if he's sitting there at the end. One final thing to end this with, football. Football has started. A great weekend of college football this past weekend. Uh, so many good games, and I mean, I don't even know where I, I don't even know where to begin. Begin. I don't really want to do a whole recap of this weekend's college football games. Obviously, the two best game, two best matchups. I wouldn't say certainly the best games were Georgia and Oregon and Ohio State Notre Dame. Quick thoughts: Georgia again. Georgia and Alabama are the two best teams in the nation. It's not even. It's uh, you know it looks like after week one. Obviously, they're a step ahead of everybody else. Ohio State's still there just because they didn't play well. But when you lose arguably the best receiver in football after three series, you know that they were struggling on what to do, and it took them a while to figure it out. And then they decided, screw it, we'll just run the ball and run it right down Notre Dame's throat. Notre Dame is good, but offensively they're going to struggle all year. They just don't have playmakers. 
and that's going to hurt them long term. I think they go eight and four. I haven't really, off the top of my head, I don't know their schedule, but they're looking at eight and four, maybe best nine and three. And um, the game last night, great game. That's why you love college football. Missed extra points. I mean, how many kicking mistakes there were this past weekend? East Carolina had a chance to upset NC State, everybody's preseason darling, and they miss a extra point and a field goal at the end of the game. But, yeah, this week is Vegas week for me, and I will be there, leave Thursday morning. So, like I said, you'll have your regular um, daily roundups every day this week, except Fridays will be from Vegas. I'll record it Thursday night, probably after I watch the Rams-Bills game. Let's go back to my room, record it. It'll sound a little different because I'm doing it on my phone because I'm not bringing my equipment with me, but I did figure out how to record on my phone and upload it onto the server and get everything done. So that'll happen on Friday and it'll happen on Monday as well because I leave Vegas Monday morning. So look for that this week. Enjoy your bachelorette tonight and we'll be back again tomorrow with yet another daily roundup. Enjoy Labor Day as well. I'm having a little barbecue with the family and that'll be fun. So thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And we will talk to you tomorrow. See ya!